Hi, everyone. This is Tim. I just want to take this opportunity and thank you for the download. And remind you, if you get this through Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, rate, and review us. And give us a five-star rating, if you will, and a one- or two-sentence review as we try to continue to grow RadioMVP.com. This will be episode four of the 101 Podcast, where I have the opportunity to have a conversation with someone and learn from them and their specialties. And tonight's guest is Troy Chandler of Fantasy Sports Community. And we're going to learn more about DFS and his community and how you can become a better DFS player. So let's not waste any more time. Let's start my conversation with Troy Chandler of Fantasy Sports Community. Hi everyone, this is Tim, and welcome to episode 4 of the 101 podcast on RadioMVP.com. And today my guest is Troy Chandler of FantasySportsCommunity.com. Community is, and talking about DFS and just fantasy sports in general, and how it's grown in the last, oh God, 10, 15 years, especially in the last 4 or 5 years with DFS and uh, even season-long stuff. And just for a uh, disclaimer case for anybody who want to know, I am a member of the FSC, and uh, I subscribe to uh, Troy Services, and I use it qu- quite frequently. And uh, Troy has been uh, good enough to help me uh, draft my fantasy baseball team this past spring, and uh, I finished third in my league. So give you some ideas about what uh, what Troy can do for you if you're listening and you're on the fence about DFS or uh, fantasy sports in general, and uh, want to find more out, more information, really easy. Just go to his website, which is fantasysportscommunity.com. And with that little introduction, let me bring in the the researcher, the the player, the DFS expert, uh, Troy Chandler. Troy, welcome to RadioMVP.com. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. This is a uh, very exciting times for me. Yeah. Uh, this is it's been great because you know I've been playing DFS I guess about and I've gotten into the other sports as well as playing uh, NBA some NHL just just for you know just to give it a try because I'm not really a hockey guy but I've uh, dabbled in, a, in all those sports that have that you have available we're gonna get into all that here but more than anything explosion of fantasy sports and what DFS has done to fantasy sports in the last, let's say, uh, you know, three to five years? Uh, shoot, man, I've been doing this for uh, six years. And, yeah, like you said, the last three to five years, it's been an explosion. It makes uh, makes sports more fun. Um, even women are getting more involved in, in sports in, in general just because of DFS. Um, and everybody loves to gamble. I don't care who you are. Everybody has that itch to gamble, to put a little money out there, to – to try to win the big one or, or just even hit the green. I don't know how many people just write me or email me. Oh, thanks for doing, you know, doing what you do just because, you know, I want a few dollars. It's the excitement that people love in DFS. You know, I, I agree with you because I'm, I'm a small time player. I mean, I, when I mean by that, I'll play anywhere between five to $10 on a night, not, not looking to get rich, looking to entertain myself and also uh, challenge myself to win a, you know, obviously, when a GGP would be a, a phenomenal scenario, and we'll get into these turns here in a second. But uh, just uh, to cash a double up or to a fifty-fifty, 
and and stuff like that. It, it it does make it more exciting. And if you're a fan of a certain team, there's certain players on that team that you may want to choose because it's good play. And it kind of changes the way you watch sports too, because now you pay attention to every game, not just and individuals and how they they perform. It really is, you know, it's another level of watching sports and uh, really becoming a fan and uh, different games, you know, if it's football, baseball, or basketball. Yeah, and you and you definitely analyze matchups a lot more when you're playing DFS. You really get into the analytics part, and uh, that's what I'm very big into. My 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 upbringing uh, when I was a kid, I've I've always been into the numbers and and why the numbers. I've always asked myself when I was younger. Um, I would ask my dad, why is Mark McGuire batting right-handed and he bats a three twenty-one right-handed? And why is he bat away even with a lower on-base percentage? I mean, I was always intrigued why. Yeah, and you know what? You brought up the analytics parts, and I was going to get into that here in a second, but so let's, let's dive into that a little bit. Uh, when you talk about analytics, just for someone who may never have heard of DFS or fantasy, you're talking about basically stats and how the stats relate to not just fantasy sports, but how a player performs, correct? Yeah, stats. Uh, stat. What I call is a stat diving. Um, I, again, just more examples of people uh, on base percentage. I like using baseball a lot because I'm a huge baseball buff. Um, OPS and, and on base percentage when people like to study uh, uh, your averages. There's just so many stats that, that correlate together that can produce a, a, a good matchup. And that's what I always aim at, matchups, correlating the right stats together, and uh, just feeling the moment, too. A lot of people do, you know, they, they call it stat chasing. Um, you got to be careful with that because you can overanalyze and overanalytic things. So um, me, I like to play with my gut, so I call them gut calls, which are my punt calls. Um, but analytics is the backbone of DFS. Matchups in every sport is different, I imagine. Uh, obviously, baseball is is how the pitcher performs versus the uh, the lineup they're facing, or as you mentioned just the consistency of certain batters, you know, have for a season and what they do or how they do they perform against a left-handed pitcher versus a right-handed pitcher and stuff like that. Now, in football, there's a lot of matchups. Uh, when you talk about it, it's not just offense and defense. It's wide receiver versus cornerback. It's quarterback against a defense. You know, it's running back against the front seven, stuff like that. How do you handle all these different type of matchups to try to find your edge when you're looking for a player to select? Man, I always when, when I'm looking at analytics, I'm always looking for the wow factor. Uh, what pops out at me? Um, again, stat chasing can get you into trouble in DFS, but the wow factor – Again, like in baseball, uh, batters versus pitcher. I mean, if the guy is 20 for 20 or, you know, just some crazy overall feeling of a good stat. I mean, there are so many different types of stats that it, it just gets you into trouble. And I want people to understand when you're, when you're doing your research on stats, take it with a grain of salt because your gut, your inside can also pay bigger than what that stat is telling you. Yeah, this past summer – uh, a player that I uh, kind of fell in love with and had him in a, a majority of my lineups, I think, all year long. And it didn't matter who he was playing, just because I thought he was that wow factor was uh, the Indians this past season, who uh, just yeah. seemed like every time he was at bat, he had a chance to drive in runs or, uh, you know, get on, get a double, you know. 
in DFS, obviously you get points for different levels of production. So he was one of those wow factor players. But who was one of the the biggest wow factor players that you may have seen this past summer for uh, baseball? Man, my biggest wow factor for baseball this year, <laughs> easily, Aaron Judge. I, I mean, yeah. he's the biggest wow factor in baseball for the last, I would say, 10, 15 years. I mean, this the, the kid, when when he stands next to a normal human being, he towers over him. I mean, he, he looks like a defensive end playing baseball, and I have never, ever seen it. Since I was a kid, the last person I've seen look like that was Jose Canseco, and he still probably would make Jose Canseco look small, and that's scary. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's six eight. I mean, he's he's, he's <laughs> a, a giant there. I mean, it's it's it's, it's ridiculous that the athletes that uh, that are produced today and the size and, and what they can do. But yeah, he, without a question, I think Judge was a great wild factor. And at, but you know, when I look at baseball, since it's your favorite sport, let's start there for a second. One of the players. I've always I'm a pitching guy. I love pitching, and uh, you know, and and you may notice that if you remember when you, you helped me with my draft, I kept selecting pitchers, 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 and you're like, "Are you putting on a catcher? Or are you just not going to go there?" It was, yeah, and it wasn't really. It was just pure luck on my part, but it worked out. Uh, but uh, a match searcher has always been a guy I I always search out every year when I do a draft. He's just so consistent and has so many strikeouts, and you can almost pencil in 15 to 18 wins every year with him. I mean, this past year he was a a Cy Young winner, not a big surprise. No, you know, but this is there's certain players that you just I don't care, you know, when they're on the mound and DFS or if they're on the mound in your your season long, you just gotta have that player. And, uh, and Matt Searcher for me in pitching was always that guy. Yeah. I think Mad Max did one hell of a uh, had one hell of a season this year. Um, I was very surprised a few games that he had against Miami where he did get blown up. Um, but the, overall, I, I think he had a really good really good year. Uh, there was one game he got hurt. I think he hit a home run and was running around the bases. I think that was the Miami game, and he got and he hurt his back. And I think a lot of people lost money on that one just because you know he was. Uh, so high owned in cash, but you can still come away winning in cash if somebody does get hurt, but it's hard to come back out of cash when your starting pitcher gets hurt in a third hitting a home run. So let's, uh, let's educate some of my, uh, my listeners that don't know anything about DFS. Uh, when we're talking about, uh, GGPs or we're talking about cash, explain the difference in what they are and, and why one may be a, a safer route versus the other. Yeah, um, if you're not too familiar with daily fantasy sports, the best way to start out is called cash games. Cash games are your 50-50s, uh, meaning you have a 50% chance of winning. So when you're playing uh, daily fantasy sports, you always want to have the odds in your favor. So start out playing cash. you get got a 50% chance of winning. Um, and then you have double-ups, and then you have head-to-heads. Uh, also with cash games, they have lower cash lines, meaning – um, if it takes a 230, or look, nowadays everything's higher. So let's go with basketball. If it takes a, a 280 to cash in 50-50s right now, and GPPs, which are grand pool prizes, which are the big, big tourneys, which everybody wants to win. And, and of course, you know, they, they have the big, big boy payouts. But those are really, really hard to get in. Those are true lottery ticket, lottery tickets. I mean, so to better your odds, to have a good time, 
to 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 go along with the sport and to go along with your hobby because that's what DFS is. Um, people forget this is a hobby. You're not going to make a living off of it. There's a very few few of us that have and continue to make this a living all oh, li- living off this. Uh, but it's very hard. So play cash games. Play your 50-50s. You get a 50% chance of winning. You'll have a great time doing it, and, and, and you might win a little money. But, again, I get too many customers, and I get too many people that see all these other people tweet out these huge, big wins. Well, these big guys that are winning these big grand pool, grand pool tournaments, are they have 150 max entries. That means they're paying $8 times 150 for their entries or whatever the entry fee is. Let's just say it's $8. So that's 150 times eight. Most most people can't afford that, and they're using line optimizers. Right. Optimizers are based off projection and, and uh, projections and cap mixed together. So they're putting 150 different lines in. So their their odds are going to be a lot better. We all can't go against some type of people. I personally can't because I play cash a lot. I am a cash line king. I love playing cash. I play a high amount of cash. Um, it, it it keeps me going. It it it, it keeps this business going. And it keeps me from getting a real job. So cash is king. We say that a lot in my community. And I'll continue to preach that till till DFS is done. You know, and I, I fall right into that group because when I first played, I was afraid of cash because it just sounded more risky. And I says, well, I'll just play in the, in the big tourneys and see what I can do. And, you know, and I, and I spent a lot of money at times doing it. And then I recognized I'm not really cashing. I'm not, I'm not a winning player there. And then. I about a year ago when you started up, you know, I started saying, you know, maybe I should play more of this cash stuff. I was, you know, I was kind of afraid because of the word cash, you know, like I don't want to gamble, gamble. I want to, I want the lottery ticket. And then I realized if I'm playing as small as I do, like I said, five, $10 a night, uh, if I win 15 or 20, I'm doing a really good night. And if I lose five or 10, it's not the end of the world, you know, you know, for me personally, you know, and that's the way. I look at it, and now I I, I play a GBP just for that because I, I think it's a it's a lottery ticket, and you know once in a while they they come in, but you don't expect it to come in. And if yeah. you're three dollars or eight dollars back on that on that lineup, so be it. You're only putting one, maybe two in, and and hoping for the best. And while well, if you play, if I do that, I usually play the same amount in cash. Because I think I can actually recoup what I may lose on the on the uh, on the big tourneys. Yeah, with with, with uh, when you're doing playing GPPs, just a quick trick: you should always back your GPP up with a fifty fifty. Because uh, half the time you're not even going to get in the GPP just because it is a lottery ticket. And and if you do get in GPP, ninety percent of the time you're either in the tail end of a GPP or in midway. So or if you're a common player, you're you're putting that lottery ticket in there. Put the cash games back behind it. So at least you'll cash in that 50-50 and recoup your money. Now, when you play on sites, do you play strictly on one site or do you play on multiple sites uh, for your uh, your your DFS play? The way I play it, I, I play all cash and FanDuel, and I play GPPs and DK. It's just a personal preference thing. It's just something luck-wise I've always been really lucky at. I've won a big a couple big tournaments in FanDuel. Um, I'm, I'm not uh, – big on what I'd like to win, but I say what I like to have won. But I, I've won several large tournaments on Fandle, but I've won even larger tournaments on DK, and I've had a consistent win on large tournaments in DK. It's just a personal preference thing. I think it's weird. I mean, I'll win my, right. all my cash games in Fandle, but 
cash games in DK, I just uh, I, I don't like it for some reason. I just like chasing the GPPs in in, in DK. Yeah, you know, I, I've had a little bit more success with FanDuel on on cash games than I have on DK. And I'm not saying it's it's a huge difference, but this just the scoring is a little different and the setup's a little different. And you know, sometimes you can I don't want to say manipulate, but maybe that is the correct word. You can put in the lineup that you know you feel a lot more comfortable with that have an opportunity to cash exactly, there than yeah. and and uh, DK. Yeah, Fandle, um, uh, I hate telling people this because not everybody can play freaking Fandle. Uh, Fandle is a lot more easier in cash games. I would say by at least 20%, at least 20% is Fandle is, is, is easier to cash in cash games. I, I, I'd have to agree with that, and I don't know the numbers, but just from my own experience, it's just purely my own experience. Like I said, I, I don't really try to uh, – I do it more for entertainment value and and to see how good I can be on that given night or, or on the weekend on football, you know, that type of thing. And now we're getting into the football season. Now i got to ask you this. With all the work that has to be done for the analytics and football comes up so quick as a Friday night – and, you know, you already had a Thursday game played. You're going into Sunday, and you have buys, and you have weaker schedules and stronger schedules this time of the year. How much time do you put in before you make your rundown each week? Oh, I start glancing a Tuesday. Um, I, I, what I do is I mentally get prepared Tuesday for NFL. Um, what I'll do is I'll write all the games down Tuesday, and, and I'll go game by game. And break it down. Uh, Wednesday comes along, then I'll go game by game by player. So I'll look at the games and I'll start going over each player. Then Thursday comes around, then I start looking for what I call as my punt plays, my cheap plays, and and I start paying attention to the news because that's when your guys start missing practice and they start getting nicks and and and, and questionable marks and probable marks. If you've been playing football in DFS a long time, you you know usually by Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's when you get a sense of who's going to be out, who's going to be in, who's nicked up, who's not, who's not performing well in practice, uh, what coach got doesn't like his player anymore, uh, which which player doesn't like his coach anymore, because uh, we've seen the drama in New York, and and those affect games because if you watch the games in New York, uh, it, it, New York has allowed their personal animosity towards the coach get in the way of their gameplay, and they're just getting lit lit up. Yeah, I mean the Giants are just. Uh, well, well, you know, that's a whole story onto itself. <laughs> I can't even, you know, I've done I sports even. talk in my life, and I, I don't even want to touch that one because uh, it's absolutely a disaster. It makes actually, it gives me some uh, some smile on my face because I root for the most disastrous team in the NFL. I'm a Cleveland Brown fan. Oh Lord, I'm sorry. <laughs> but you no. know what? I'm not. I'm not dumb enough not to target them in DFS. Them. <laughs> you need a quarterback because yeah, you know just darn draft, why. Just draft um, a good quarterback for last. It's just a disaster of a. Uh, they just if the list of quarterbacks and lack of organization that 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 team has had since they've come back is 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 unfortunate. You know, the original owner that came back unfortunately got ill and passed away, and his son took over and. He never cared, and then he sold it to the Haslam's, who absolutely are clueless of what they're trying to do. Ironically, as we talk about analytics, they're trying to do an analytic thing in football. We'll see if it sure hasn't showed any results yet. So, nah, uh, that, we'll see how it works out. That's not going to work, man. I, I tell you right now, you you want if that if 
most football teams, I, I grew up around football players. Uh, two of my neighbors, they went pro, and, and I've been around them my whole life, and I've watched them, and, and I've watched what it takes for a superstar. Um, I went to school with uh, Michael Robinson, uh, the former running back slash right. – uh, uh, I can't even think of it right now. But he was a running back for Seahawks for a little while. and oh, fullback, I'm sorry. And um, you, you've got to start at, at – uh, college level you got to really scout these kids and they just don't do that good of scouting in my opinion so my opinion the cleveland browns they they need to get rid of the scouting division and start over there first i don't disagree and that you know the thing with the just football in general and i've been around it very long for a long time as a uh, i said i've done uh, high school college and pro uh reporting and stuff like that over the years and one of the things I've noticed, if you don't have a front seven on both sides of the ball, I don't care who you are, you're not going to win. And in the NFL, you can almost guarantee if we had the whole list in front of us, you can check off the teams that actually have a, a legitimate NFL quarterback and those who don't. Because those who do for the playoffs, those who don't are not even in it. I mean, a perfect example is you know someone like Cleveland, which has enough, doesn't have a quarterback on its roster that's won in the NFL yet. and or like Denver, for example, they don't have a proven quarterback on their roster, and you can see what what disaster they're having. You know, as we're you know entering what, week eleven or twelve this week, and it's just it's amazing to see uh, how these teams. And I just think the talent pool for quarterbacks is so small today that you just got to keep drafting and drafting until you find one, or if you can, you know, steal one from another team. I mean, look at the Patriots; they already traded two of their quarterbacks away this year. I mean, how lucky are you know, San Francisco to get what they've gotten in the trade and, and, and uh, of course, uh, Indianapolis. I mean, it's just it tells you how valuable quarterbacks are in this league. Look at the Eagles. Look yeah, at the, exactly. Look at, look at the Eagles. Look what Carson Wentz is doing. Look at the Eagles. One of the best quarterbacks I've seen in years comes from South Dakota. Come on, man. I mean. Exactly. Scouts. Scout, you know, scout, I'm from scout. Youngstown, Ohio. <laughs> I'm from Youngstown, Ohio, and I watched him play his four years there because they play in the same uh, conference. Uh-huh. So, uh, yeah, I knew the kid can play, and I was like, you know, well, it makes me heartbroken and disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it too many years uh, of, of that. But let's get into a little bit more about D- DFS and, uh, and, and season long. Uh, obviously, you mentioned you started, you know, you've always been a fan, but uh, you said about six years ago. When did you see the switch go from, in a sense, fantasy season long where everyone talked about it to now talking about playing on a daily basis? Oh, man, I, I've from season long has been around forever. I, I remember being on, doing season long when Yahoo, when Yahoo first in, in, introduced uh, season long right. drafts and you would sit in the room with all your buddies and you would wait for the clock to cl- uh, cl- tick down. And, and uh, season long just, I think season long is, 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 is your staple in fantasy sports, and I, I think people who, who play season long are starting to branch out to uh, daily fantasy sports. But uh, for me, I, I would say I've been playing season long for at least 15 years. I mean, I, I started at a really young age. Yeah, no, I, I've been playing for half my life, and I'm 50 years old, so yeah. I know what you're saying. And I, I've been I, playing season longer. There's I, one of my one league, We've uh, my friends have been involved even longer than I have. And I think they said last year they spent it was their thirty fifth year in fantasy uh, fantasy uh, football. So 
I was, going on. It's almost like generations now. Yeah, well, the way I started out was I think I was like maybe 11 or 12, and my dad, um, he works at a big plant, and they do pools, uh, football mm-hmm. pools. And I think he actually got into season long one time because they actually – he would come home and he would ask me for advice and I would give it to him. And I remember two years later there, I was like, dad, don't you need advice this year? And he was like, they kicked me out. I won too much. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I think that's when I knew right then and there, I had something that was different than what most people had. Let's talk about uh, your company here, uh, fantasy sports community. Where did it start? And, and how did you get the idea of uh, helping others uh, learn about DFS and, uh, play uh, daily fantasy sports yeah i actually started this company um a year ago today well not today actually maybe a year ago in a couple days but where this really really originated from was a few years ago i was on twitter and i met a couple people um that actually got ripped off and they would they would uh buy lines from people and they were buying bad information as well and I sat there and I think I said, you know, I, I make a decent living at this now at this point in my life. What can I do to help these people become better DFS players? So I started DFS Daily News on Twitter. So what I would do is I would basically sit there all day long and I would call out, say, call out to people and say, don't go to this guy because he's ripping people off. And don't go to this company because they're selling bad information. So I started that probably about two years ago, and I did it for a year. And I also gave out free information during that period of time. I gave out a description of what chalk plays meant. Um, I gave people bankroll advice. I mean, I gave out hundreds and hundreds of hours worth of free information and, and worth my time. And and I built a core around that. And my friends started messaging me, man, hey, can you can you give me a cheat sheet? And I, and I was thinking to myself, what? the heck is a cheat sheet what, what can you actually cheat in dfs you can't really cheat uh and he gave me the idea he was like you know just write down a couple core players that uh, i might be interested in so i started writing down and you know i started basically giving them my research photocopying i would photocopy it and send it to him and uh years time went on and he messaged me back after years doing this and he said man I, i'm up i'm up huge i'm up 70 percent my winnings I, i'm you know, I was only winning 10% of the time. Now I'm winning 50% of the time. You know, I'm winning 60% in this sport. So I, my wife heard about it. My dad heard about it. And they just urged me on to, to do what I love. And, and that's to research and sell it for a dirt cheap price. Uh, I only charge 10 a month. Most of these places charge 25 50 a month per sport and this and that. I mean, I... I'm honestly, and, and, and most people will tell you, I, I am one of the best values in DFS around. I can agree with that because uh, it was probably about a year ago, maybe a little longer than uh, I met you probably on Facebook and you were doing some of the free stuff at that time. And I was contact, you know how you get unsolicited contact about, oh, I, I have the best lines and all this. And, you know, at a, at a pure you know, boredom and, you know, well, let me give this a shot. Let me just see what they got. And I did it. And, <laughs> you know, I broke about even or I lost money. And I'm like, this is not, I'm paying this guy, you know, 25, 30 bucks a month. And I haven't got a damn bit. Oh, I paid him and I made no money. Yeah. And I started laughing at myself. I says, well, you get what you pay for, you know? And I used to say, you know, if you don't want to do it yourself, you're never going to win. And, I, and that's when I made the decision that I just be a, a, a part-time guy as someone who who enjoys fantasy sports and wants to do it 
and not really try to, you know, always have the dream of a big win, but not 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 worrying about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the best way to put it. Put in the uh, put in the like I said, the five ten dollars a game or night type thing I may do, and if if I you know nights in a row where I win, then I'm I'm gonna have a good week. And if I go three nights where I lost, I'm not gonna worry about it. If I take two or three nights off, I'm not gonna worry about that neither because it's yep. just, you know, more of the uh, the the fantasy of trying to be good at this game. And you know, you talk about helping others and you've helped me because there are times where I have like two or three players that I like that I want to play and I check against your 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 sheet each day. And I go, okay, he's looking at him too. He's looking at him. And then I, I try to get through my lineup that way, you know, and say, all right, cool. If he's looking at him, you know, and he's in his top three, then I'm, I'm in the right, I'm in the right ballpark. I'm, I'm not go. thinking wrong, you know, and that's the, you know, how I've made it. And I'm, there are nights where I've, I've had great nights and there's nights where, you know, unfortunately, you know, like you said, injuries happen or uh, happen at the last moment and you're like, oh, well, you know, I mean, you can't, that's the role of the dice of, of daily fantasy. It's just some things you can't control. You know, and bad yeah. nights. Hey, players are human. Bad players, I know <laughs> players. They are as human as you and I, and they're gonna have their off night. They're gonna have their their night where maybe something at the house was bothering them all day long. You know, with their family or something, and they just you know can't concentrate as much as you know you would expect them to. But trust me, I've met them. Yeah, they may have more money than you and I, and they may uh, live a different lifestyle. But in the end, they still have the same problems and the same opportunities and, and, and the same outlook in life that you and I have each and every day. It's amazing, but it's true. Yeah, I play off their emotions. Um, a lot of people think I'm nuts. Um, my, my wife has seen it before. I play off players' emotions. I've skipped on players that got divorced. I've played players that, that that's on their birthday. I've played players that, that their mother's daughter or, unfortunately, hey, cat – making money off that but i mean they they go out there and they play their their, their heart outs mm-hmm. for them so i mean you, you gotta play exactly. off emotions. Uh, no i mean because sports is emotional yeah i mean it it, it and that's the thing it is i mean as a fan you and i know that because we, we get, get cut off in each play <laughs> right but as a player i mean there's a reason why uh the nfl recognize that they should allow the players to to celebrate again and and show some emotion because it was boring and you don't want robots out there. You want people out there playing this game. You want athletes who enjoy themselves. And I mean, that's how I've always looked at it. You know, that's just like if, if a player flips the bat after a home run, good for him. Yeah. You know, if, 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 a, if a player, if a pitcher strikes out the side and walks off, you know, and, and pumps his fit, good for him. He should. Why not have a little emotion? If you hit that big three at the end of the ball game, that's what, I mean, that's why we celebrate sports is to have fun and have emotions. If we take that all away, we become robots and it's no fun to watch. Or, or the field of play or yeah. the field players like Nolan Ryan. I grew up watching Nolan Ryan and watching the, the feet, the, the fear that batters had facing him or, or the, the petrified fear when they got hit by a 95 mile an hour fastball. And he stands up there wiping the blood off his face after punching him in the face. I mean, that's why we watch sports. Yes, exactly. Hey, real quick, I know we talked about some of these terms, and I'm not sure, like I said, some of my listeners will know what they are. So I'm just going to you know, throw out some terms at you and let you uh, describe them and uh, interpret them for 
those who I'm, I know that may not play may hear these terms in combination at the water cooler and don't know what they're talking about. So gotcha. what is chalk? High owned. It means that player is going to be high owned and you definitely want to take chalk in cash. Talk, chalk will pay in cash. You want to have that ownership on your side. So chalk is cat. Chalk, chalk is high owned, but it's also what you want to have in cash games. What is contrarian? Opposite it means you want a player that's low owned. So um, high owned tonight would be LeBron James. Low owned would be Anthony Davis due to easier, easily getting injured. And what does fade mean? Not play. Get rid of. Don't want anything to do with it. Don't play. It. Just fade it away. And what is stack? When someone talks about it, this is my stack went real off last night. Or yeah. My stock didn't, didn't perform as well as I wanted to. Explain to them what, what stacking is. Stacking is actually key in DFS when it comes to those, what we were talking about, the big GPPs. Stack is key in baseball. Stack is key in um, hockey. And uh, stack is on the lower side key in NFL and NBA. But stacking a player is taking three to four to five players in the same, on the same team. Because you want the okay. correlation. Because when, when they stack a player, like in baseball, uh, so-and-so gets on base and so-and-so knocks them in, you get the points for knocking them in, you get the uh, player's points for scoring. So that's how that works. Like a quarterback throwing a touchdown pass to, to the wide receiver. receiver. Yep. And, right. and, okay. yeah, and football, you and then fu- I was going to say, and then you get like punt. Yeah, that's another term people hear, and they think, well, you're talking about, you know, turning the ball over to the other team. Not, not the same thing in, in DFS. <laughs> Punt, people get punt confused, and it's a term that's been around, but I my punts are very unique because I don't punt specifically. Punt, punting is like t- finding a cheap player, and, and hopefully he goes off. To me, a punt can not only have to be a cheap player, he just has to be what I call a gut call. My punts are my gut calls. It's who and how I feel for that player. So it, a lot of people base punts off a of cap. I don't. I base it off my gut call. And what is a scrub? <laughs> Just uh, your your third string, I guess, kind of guy on football. Your 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 bench role player. That scrub is oh, man. I don't want to call any kind of a low maybe a low percentage play. Is that best no? Way to scrub put is, it? If you watch basketball, a scrub might be like Sean Kilpatrick. He comes in every once in a while and, and he scores a few points right. and he thinks he's good, but he really sucks. <laughs> so it's just something <laughs> like that. Uh, Troy, how can people find you? And I know you're on Facebook, but how can they uh, they find you? Not just through the uh, yeah, you can the web page. Just talk, talk about how they can find you. Uh, you. There's several ways to find me. Um, you can actually go on Twitter, and my Twitter name is DFS Daily News. Um, that way, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook. You can find me through. I believe it's actually my own name. You can type in Troy Chandler, and you'll actually see my logo pop up under Troy Chandler, so you, it's easily to find me. It'll say Troy Chandler. It'll say FSE owner. Click on me. Talk to me. i love to speak with you. I'm glad to help you in any way I can. You don't have to join my community to get free information by meaning you don't have to join my community to get the basic information. I'd be glad to talk to you about what GPPs are, what cash is. I'd be glad to give you a bankroll sheet. I'd be glad to give you uh, a breakdown of what all the terms are. I mean, people charge for stuff like that. I think it's absolutely stupid to charge for stuff like that. I, I think the, there should be more giving in, in fantasy sports and less taking. I think everybody makes enough money at this. Uh, some of these big box stores, I'm not going to say their names, but 
they're, they're just taking and taking, and there's not enough give back. And if you follow me on Facebook, I do tons of giveaways. I even give cash back all the time and bankroll boosters. So I do as yeah, much you know, as I can. Yeah, I was going to say, that's something I forgot to mention, that you do have these great contests all the time uh, for someone even just who's never been part of the community to uh, sample it, you know, the, to get involved. And that's, that's a great idea. I love that. I, I mean, I know I've been in part of your, your community for a while now, but there's always type of, uh, like you mentioned, a uh, free uh, subscription or, or someone may uh, actually sponsor a, uh, a bankroll uh, booster, as you call it. And what it just just because we had a chance to talk about what is bankroll and what is a bankroll booster? <laughs> bankroll booster is just basically my term of way of me giving back money. Um, I'll, I'll give you actual cash money. It'll be in PayPal form. It'll be in Venmo form, or even I'll give it to you in Facebook form. Um, bankroll itself, I have a formula. Um, it, it's a formula like this. You want to put in, um, you only want to play 10% of your role each night. So each night you're going to play only 10% of your bankroll and you're going to allocate uh, let's say 90% to cash and 10% to GPPs. Um, if you need a bankroll, uh, I guess a sheet is what I put together. Message me, email me, reach out to me. I'll get it to you for free. It, 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 it didn't cost me anything. And that's what I used to pass around on Twitter all the time to help people out because I want you, I want people involved in DFS. Um, these get rich schemes, they don't work. So people get really upset and, and, they think they're going to get rich, and and they and it just ruins the experience for them. I want you to understand that DFS is a hobby, and, and it's something fun. And we're a community base, so we're more than just about winning. We're, we're, we want you to enjoy the chats and talk to people and gain friends. And and, and we unfortunately we, sometimes we lose friends. Uh, we lost one of our members that I got highly attached to. I mean, he he was a very nice man, and he was around for a year. And that's I mean, I I never met him personally in hand. I've I've but I experienced him talking to him over the chats. I experienced having conversations with him, and, and that's what we're about. We're about communicating sports and just having a good time and, and going old school. And, and, you know, it's all about community the way I look at it. Yeah, and that is, of course, fantasysportscommunity.com. This is Troy Chandler. He is the, uh, the brains behind it and the, the, the person who actually – makes everything run is his wife, uh, Crystal Chandler. And I know she's a big part of everything you do. And, uh, she posts on Facebook and in the community on the, uh, on the board, so give her a shout out. Cause I see her always, uh, always on the online and, and really promoting, not just the business, but, uh, trying to help people out. And then it's really is a cool thing that you have the two of you have going together. And, and I see that t-shirt and behind you, go ahead and give a quick plug about that. Uh, we do sell t-shirts. They're on fantasysportscommunity.com. You can just click on the shop button. It's a great price for them. We charge like 20 or 25 for them. Um, we're, we're also going to have hoodies soon. Ah! So we'll have these up shortly. And um, I do want to give a shout out to my wife. She is the backbone of FSC. Um, without her, there would be no FSC. So I love you and, and thank you for everything you do for me. And, and you, you are my my soul and, and my backbone. So thank you for what you do, hon. Uh, there's no doubt. It's, those are the people who matter most, and they always seem to always have your back when you need it the most. So uh, I wish you both nothing but the best. That is Troy Chandler. He is from FantasySportsCommunity.com. And if you want to find out more information, just go to that FantasySports.com. Check them out on DFS Daily News on Twitter, correct? 
Yes, sir. DFS Daily News on Twitter. So you get all your information from the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, MMA, golf, and NASCAR. So if you're into sports, and like I said earlier, he'll even help you with your season long because he helped me this year, and I ended up in third place. So I can't complain at all. I was very, very thrilled this year with my uh, fantasy baseball team, and and I have a lot of thanks uh, to you, Troy, for uh, yes. your help uh, right and helping me draft that team. Yeah, I don't want people to forget, I do season-long, and I do NFL season-long cheat sheets, MLB season-long cheat sheets as well. I'll have NBA season-long cheat sheets next year. But I am big into fantasy uh, season-long, so hit me up. I'll talk it all day. Um, You can join the community just for that. That is Troy Chandler from fantasy sports community i want to thank him for coming on my one-on-one podcast here on radio mvp.com i hope you uh check out all our podcasts on radio mvp as uh, we covered the high school football season this past uh, year that matter of fact this is the first friday in 14 weeks that i haven't uh, been at a football game as our season ended uh, this past uh, week for myself basketball is coming our way and i'm looking forward to covering that and also, uh, we're going to have, uh, of course, uh, more of these one-on-one interviews with different people from across the nation, as uh, we've talked to quite a few different people, and it's going to be not just sports-oriented, but it's just about anybody of interest. So if you ever have somebody you want us, to, or want myself, I should say, to talk to, uh, just send me a, a, a line here on at Tim at RadioMVP.com, or you can hit me up on Twitter. I have two accounts. One is The Real Radio MVP. That is for, of course, RadioMVP.com and uh, just myself, Tim Continenza. And you can find me both on Twitter and you can find me on Facebook. Real quick, uh, give us a like. And uh, if you uh, like this podcast, go to Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star rating and a a one- or two-sentence review as we try to boost up that on on Apple Podcasts, too. As uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Radio MVP pod. Troy, once again, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. I can't wait to uh, get going this weekend for the NFL and uh, get ready myself because I haven't paid much attention to basketball because of my previous things, but I'm looking forward to start jumping into the NBA here real soon. Well, I appreciate you, Tim. Thank you for having me on, and thank you for being a sub with FSC. We really appreciate you. That was Troy Chandler from FantasySportsCommunity.com. I want to thank Troy again for coming on our one-on-one podcast here on RadioMVP.com. And finally, we'll have a new Radio MVP sports podcast coming your way this weekend also, so stay tuned for that. And please remember to subscribe, rate, and review RadioMVP.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you soon. I'm Tim. Peace.